we serve the living God. We are alive because he's alive. The living God produces living children, a living church. It's not some sort of dead religion. It's not some dead ideology or construct. We serve a living God. We just won't do this right now. If you know that, you know that in the midst of everything that's happening, our God is alive and well. I want you to give him the most powerful living praise you can give him. like he lives. Worship like he lives. Shout out to God like he lives. Pray like he lives. Act like he lives. Give like he lives. Love like he lives. Can you high five your neighbor and tell him my God is a living God? High five the other neighbor, the one that doesn't want you to high five him. And tell that neighbor my God is a living God. You may be seated. I'm going to ask Pastor Nathan to come up here and join me today on stage and help me read this passage. 1 Kings chapter 17. Last week we began the series that will take us throughout October and November. We are a word and spirit church. And it's so incredible because today's message speaks to that very reality. We started a series, when heaven starts, hell cannot stop. Whatever heaven has started in your life, hell cannot stop it. I need you to believe that. You need to believe with me it's too late now. Whatever heaven has started in you, hell cannot stop it. Whatever heaven started in your family, in your marriage, in your health, in your faith walk, in your finances, in your surroundings, in your calling, hell cannot stop it. There's not a devil, a demon, a legion, a principality, a power of darkness, a human being that can stop what God already started in your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. How many know not only what heaven has started, hell cannot stop, how many are fully aware of Philippians 1, 6, that what God has started, he will finish. Somebody say, he will finish. Everything God starts, he finishes. So you're a work in progress, but he's not done with you yet. Are you with me? Oh, you're going to get this in a second. So last week, we began giving you the story. This is the story of Elijah and Elijah, the characters and the actors and the characters and the personalities in this beautiful narrative include some of the most very interesting, dynamic, uh, wicked, horrific, blessed, prophetic characters in all of Scripture. On the good side, we have an Elijah and Elisha. On the bad side, we have an Ahab, terrible king. 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 19 through 34. We read the rap sheet last week. We know all the bad things he did. And we culminated with the fact that he gave the authorization for the rebuilding of Jericho. And we, we said from the word of God, you're not supposed to do that. According to Joshua chapter 6, rebuilding Jericho is a bad thing. You can't try to, you can't rebuild, you can't reconstruct the stuff that God has already dealt with. And we talked about the fact that you can't permit anyone in your life to rebuild Jericho. Whatever God has already annihilated, crushed, defeated, brought down, do not permit the rebuilding of Jericho. When God says Jericho is down, it is down forever. But you can't permit it. 
and Ahab permitted it. He, and by the way, we said this, this is your Jericho. There are thoughts that want to reemerge that remind you of the stuff that God already dealt with. There are ideas, but even in here, once the walls come down, they are down forevermore in the name of Jesus. So that's how we began, just breaking down a little bit of Ahab but, and so forth. So I want you to look at 1 Kings chapter 17. And Pastor, you're going to help me read it. And the reason you're going to help me read it uh, is because, you know, yeah. Well, let, this is the scoop. You weren't here last week. And, and, like, I wrote this book, and I dedicated it to someone. And, that, like, on the day you're supposed to be here, that wasn't. You're like, who does that? Here, listen to the dedication to the book. I dedicate this book to my best friend, basketball partner, pride and joy, my personal Elisha, my son, Nathan Samuel. And it says, your father loves you beyond words. These are, like, this should make you cry right now. <laughs> Extremely proud of you. Thank you for being a better version of me by being who God made you to be. Now go change the world. Dude, you weren't here for that. <laughs> who does that? And then I went on Instagram, and guess who's next to Mickey? You. I'm not shutting you in front of 6.2 million people right now. All I'm saying is, Mickey trumps that. But you, you broke my heart. Never, never. It, it, I was really sad and disappointed. I'll take you out to eat today after service. What was that? I'll take you out to eat today after service. Okay, today. good. That's really good. That's really good. I'm a foodie, so that works out, usually. That's totally legitimate, totally legitimate. You know, he actually, he had uh, an engagement with his mother-in-law, which is beautiful. That's the way to gain points, baby. I hear you. Keep it real. Yeah. It's just, just, oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. First Kings 17, read that, because I'm going to break this down with you. Now, Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives... The God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. So I need you to put this in perspective because you're going to do this with me right now because this is important. I want to break this down. It begins with a proclamation. It begins with a proclamation. You'll see this. I want you to hear me. Proclamation. Somebody say proclamation. Proclamation. The words that come out of your mouth matter. This man, this is crazy scenario. Ahab was horrific. They were literally doing some crazy stuff. I don't mean like nominally crazy, crazy stuff. Some of the stuff they would do, they would build Asherah poles. Oh, besides that, there was a, his wife, Ahab's wife was Jezebel. She would literally look for the prophets and kill them. She was the prophet killer. She would kill prophets. Then, and then the babies, they would look for babies to be born, and they would take the babies, rip them out, and they would sacrifice them to Baal. So women had to give birth like in, in a very private space. If not, the babies could easily be sacrificed to Baal. And, and then they were told, you better, we better not hear you praying to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. We better not hear you praying to the God, that God. No, no, no. Our new God is Baal. Y'all got to worship the new God. Got to bow to the new God. And if you don't bow and worship, we're going to cancel you. If you don't bow and worship, we're going to disconnect you from absolutely everything. Yeah, we're not living like in those days at all today. Nothing similar. We have no similarity with what's happening right now. So absolutely. That's why, without a doubt, we're living in the days just like Ahab, Jezebel, and Baal. But that's why you're in this church and you're streaming. Because on the other side of that, there is a generation 
rising up with the spirit of Elijah. Oh, you're going to see it. I promise you, there's a generation rising up with the spirit of Elijah that's about to look at Ahab and Jezebel and Baal and say, our God is the real God. You bring your false God, I'll bring my God, and let's see which God wins. I love that. So, Pastor Nate, you just read that first verse. So, he, as the Lord, look at this guy. Imagine, all these bad people, right? And this guy shows up, and his wording is crazy. As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, my God, not your fake, plastic, religious construct ideology made up in a toilet bowl God. The God I serve. This is crazy. Look what he says, though. There will be no rain during the next few years. He even timed it until who gives the word? Stop. Does he say until God gives the word? Who is this guy? Wait, he doesn't even say until God says the word. He says, until I give the word. What gives this guy confidence enough to say, I just said, read my lips. No more rain. That's exactly how he said it too. I saw it on YouTube. There's a video. It went viral. No more rain. Now, I want you to envision for a second, he says this. What's heaven? This is heaven. Elijah says this. Again, the world is crazy. The most powerful political leader, his wife is a witch, killing prophets. And he comes around, looks at the king, knowing what could happen, and says, you know what? I'm tired of all the sin, the relativism, the darkness, the fear. You're intimidating everyone. I say this. No more rain. Until I say so. Heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, guys, what just happened? That guy just said, in our name, in our, he used our names. He dropped the card. He has a vaccine password. <laughs> he, he, he gave authorization. He, he thinks, who, who is he? He just came out and said, it's not going to rain until I say so. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit say, wait, wait a minute. That's our boy. That's our prophet. He knows us. He walks with us. He knows our word. He knows the word. He lives the word. He prays the word so he can release the word. Don't you dare release the word if you don't know the word. Don't you dare try to release the word upon your family, your health, your circumstances, your nation, and your generation unless you live the word. If you don't live the word, you don't have the moral authority to release the word. If you don't know the word, you don't have the spiritual anointing to release the word. If you don't pray the word, you don't have the acuity and the bandwidth to release the word. But if you live the word and you know the word and you pray the word, then you can release the word. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit got together. He released the word. And they said, wait, because he is our man. Because he is our prophet. Because he has our spirit. Because he speaks on our behalf. He's our ambassador. All right. Let's go. Shut down heavens. 
shut down heavens. I know he said until I say so, but when he says I, he speaks like an ambassador of the kingdom. God is waiting for a bunch of people to rise up that actually believe that the words that come out of your mouth can open up heaven and shut down hell. God is looking for a bunch of people that actually believe that the words that come out of your mouth could either open up heaven or shut up heaven. Are you with me right now? Imagine a bunch of people in 2021 who will rise up and say, I'm going to say the word. I'm going to say a word over my family, over my home, over my marriage, over my ministry, over my health, over my, I'm so crazy. I'm going to speak a word over my entire generation. I'm, I'm even going to release a word upon my nation. Why? 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 Because Elijah said a word and he wasn't a born again Christian. Elijah was living under the lid of the law. A man who lived under the lid of the law. At that moment, he did not have a relationship with Jesus. So he wasn't washed by the blood of Jesus. He wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost. He was a man living under the law. The Spirit of God wouldn't live in him. The Spirit of God would fall upon him. And yet, with all those limitations... He opened up his mouth, looked at Ahab and said, it's not going to rain until I say the word. No more rain until I say the word. Imagine if you who have something he doesn't have, you have something he did not have. You have the blood of Jesus. You have the spirit of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. What does that mean? If Elijah was able to say, no more rain under the law, imagine what would happen if you dare stand up and say, no more depression in my family. No more addiction. No more generational curses. No more lies of the enemy. No more multi-generational poverty. Are there any Elijahs in the house here today? All right. I'm just going to show you this real quick. Matthew 18, 18. As children of the kingdom and followers of Christ, we have authority whatsoever we bind on earth. And what we set loose on earth shall be what? Whatever we bind here shall be bound there. That's the principle of Elijah. He said it. And God said, yeah, you're, you, you qualify. You're one of ours. You walk with us. You know us. You know it. You're a person of integrity. Gotcha. Let's do it. We're going to execute what you just said. Heaven responds to what comes out of our mouths. That is crazy. Heaven responds to what comes out of your mouth. That is nutty. That makes no sense. How heaven can supernaturally show up. Is there anybody here who can bear witness that you've made a prayer and supernaturally you saw the prayer answered? Raise your hand. There's a division in the church right now, and Pastor Nate knows it. There's a division in the church, not this church, but in the collective church, between those that believe that miracles are still applicable today and those that don't. There's a, lot, there's a strong group. It's not the majority, but it's a viable, very smart group. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ. They are going to go to heaven. We love it. But they teach and preach miracles are not for today. Miracles don't happen today. Signs and wonders don't happen today. Healings don't happen today. That was 
was only for the book of Acts and for the early church in order for the church to have a good launch when it launched, but it's no longer applicable today. I just want to tell all of them that may be watching right now, I need you to come to New Season in Sacramento, California. We're not going to try to convince you of our words. We're going to convince you of our testimonies because many of us are here by the grace of God. Many of us are here because we know that Jesus still saves. We know that Jesus delivers. We know that God still answers prayers. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you, John 15, 7. There's a word upon you, there's a word inside of you, and there's the word that must come out of you. I love this. Job says this, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established to you. Light shall shine on your ways, Job 22, 28. You say something, don't tell me words don't matter. Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that's how you are saved. So the words that come out of your mouth with the authority of God, one final thing, and then we're going to make a proclamation. In Genesis chapter 2, don't you tell me, I don't have to say anything. My presence is everything. <laughs> right? Like I hear people say, I don't have to say a thing. I don't even have to share my testimony. I don't have to open up my mouth. I just walked into a place, and my presence is so strong. <laughs> Especially after you go to the gym. <laughs> my my presence is so strong. And it, how, many, how many agree you've met people with strong presence? Oh, can I prove it to you? Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Ready for this? Chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God created the heavens and the earth. Darkness was upon the face of the earth, but the Spirit of God was hovering upon the face of the deep. Stop. The presence of God was there, but it was still dark. You missed that. The presence of the living God was literally hovering upon the face of the deep, and it was still dark. When did the darkness come to an end? When God said what? His presence was there. When you combine his presence with his proclamation, then darkness will flee. I'm preaching now. No, no. All right, I'm going to do it. Pastor Nay, I'm going to do this. So what are you waiting for? Here it is. Go ahead and say the word. I'm going to use the words of the prophet. I'm going to do it for me. If you want to make it for you, you're going to repeat after me at your discretion. I'm going to repeat verbatim the words of the prophet. I'm going to contextualize it for today because I want to say a word. I'm tired of Ahab occupying all the space. And I'm tired of Jezebel and Baal. Everywhere I travel around, I've been traveling every day for the past 30 days, different city almost. It's been crazy. I'm tired of seeing and just, and even Christian believers who are drinking the Kool-Aid and living in fear and going like, oh, and, and then the majority of them going like, I don't, I think this is it, Pastor Sam. I think this is it. Jesus is coming so soon, so soon, so soon. So it doesn't matter what we do now. Let's just get our coats on it. Let's get on the train. Let's go on the I'm train to Clarksville. We're about to leave. It's leaving the station. And I'm going like, Jesus is coming, but wait a minute. This doesn't look like what the Bible promises because the Bible says he is coming back, but not for a church that, that is defeated or whining or sad or depressed. He's not coming back for a church going like. He's coming back for a glorious bride. Here it is. So I'm going to make a proclamation. Here we go. If you want to make it, repeat it after me. Raise your right hand. As surely as the Lord. The God of Israel lives. The God I serve. In my family. In my children. In my children's children. There will be no more. 
depression, anxiety, discord, darkness, divorce, defeat, premature death, destruction, generational curses, addiction, poverty, unbelief, bitterness, debt, disease, infirmity, or illness. No more in Jesus' name. If you believe that praise like that, word's going to come to pass. Somebody lift up your hands like you believe that word will come to pass. Come on, if you know you live in the word, and you know the word, and you pray the word, how many believe that word will come to pass? Stay right there, lift up your hands. I want to say a word over the church and the big K kingdom and declare John 17, 21, just like Elijah did. I want to stand up knowing that right now Ahab and Jezebel and Baal, their spirits occupy the sphere of the earth right now. There's a spiritual battle, Ephesians chapter 6. So I'm going to speak this word because we're activating a generation of Elijah's right now. So I'm going to do this, but I'm tired of doing fun church. I'm tired of doing cool church. I'm going to be honest. I'm tired of just focusing on the program and the stage and the lights and the LED screens. I'm tired of the hype and the branding. I, I, I want to see Ahab defeated in the name of Jesus. I want to see Baal bow in the presence of Jesus. And I want Jezebel to know there was an Elijah back then. There's a generation of Elijahs today rising up. So I'm going to say a word. He said, he said, my words carry weight. No more rain. I mean, who does that? My word, and then the, all of nature, all of creation, acquiesced, surrendered, accommodated, facilitated, executed the word. It didn't rain because a man of God prayed? Who? Pastor Sam, you're trying to tell me that if we actually come together and pray, things will happen? I'm here to tell you, so help me, holy God. That if we stop treating this like a religious experience in a kumbaya convention, that if we actually believe what we read, that if we pursue righteousness and live a holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring life, I'm here to tell you that when our integrity is much more important than our influence, when we pray, oh, if we come together and pray, we have the power to open up heaven and shut down hell. So let's do it. I say a word over the church and the big K kingdom. And I declare John 17, 21, Pastor Nate, Jesus prayed and said this. This is his prayer. Father, I pray that they become one as you and I are one. When you want to hear a crazy declaration, proclamation. Ready for this? I proclaim and I say the word that in my generation, the church will come together like never before in 2,000 years. Oh, you missed it. I'm tired of the whole Baptist, charismatic, Pentecostal, automatic, Seventh-day Adventist, six-day, five days, four days, three days. I'm tired of all that. We're about to see the church come together. And when the church comes together, there's not a devil in the universe that can stop the church of Jesus Christ. How many believe that with me? 
I speak unity in the church in America and around the world. And in America, I speak unity. No more Democrat and Republican church. No more black church, white church, brown church, yellow church. No more of that. No more rich church, poor church. No more suburban and urban. One church, one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one authority. If you believe that, say amen. Can, can, do you mind if we say a word over America? Let, let's just do it. We speak a word over this nation and then the other nations, but it begins at home in Jerusalem. We speak a word over this nation. In the name of Jesus, I say the following word. We say the following word. In the next, if the Lord, as the Lord, if the Lord tarries, in the next 10 years, more people will be saved than the past 100 years combined. <laughs> a matter of fact, let's go crazy. Ready, Elijah? In the next 12 months, as we come out of this pandemic, more people are going to be saved, delivered, and healed than in the past 12 years combined. No, you're not hearing that. Matter of fact, we declare churches will have to open up brand new services and brand new campuses. I speak a church planning movement of multi-ethnic kingdom culture, Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-empowered, multi-generational churches throughout this land. Final word, lift up both hands. I say a word upon my family and declare, not that some of them, my entire family. No, 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 even like the family. So it will be you, your wife, but whoever's connected to us now. So your in-laws, I'm speaking all the way deep. And then their families, and then whoever they're connected with. So I, I speak a word and say, our entire families will be saved. Our children and our children's children will serve the Lord. And they will not, my children and my children's children, let me repeat it for the 100th time, they will not inherit our sins. They will inherit our mantle and our anointing and blessing. How many, how many believe that? Stand with me. You are standing. He comes up. Because we went vertical first. One more time, look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Bad people doing bad things. The world was broken. One man stood up and said, do you realize that my proclamation has consequences? The words that come out of my mouth by the authority of heaven have consequences. Silence is not an option. Speak up. Your, your words literally can open that up and shut down what's here. Here's the final word. Now that we went vertical, here's the horizontal. Here's the word. Ready for this? The Holy Spirit gave me this and I wrote it down. I need you. This is intentional now. Please. Say, I say a word upon myself. Because you already took care of the vertical. We're not narcissists here. We went God first, Christ, kingdom, church. Then we pivot to us. So we put, before we talk about our blessing, we talk about his holiness. You get that? Because if it's all about us, then it's a humanistic, self-absorbed, mirror-looking church that is outside the bounds of what's a good, balanced theology. So it has to be about him. But now that we did that, go like this. Matter of fact, feel free to look at your neighbor and say, the world needs to get ready because the world has yet to see the best version of me. You have no idea what you just said. I need you to look at the other neighbor and say, neighbor, 
you need to get ready. My friends need to get ready. My family needs to get ready. Even my haters need to get ready. They are about to see the best. They're about to see a holier version of me. They are about to see a more anointed version of me. They are about to see a more blessed version of me. They are about to see a favored version of me. If you believe what you just prayed, pray. shout like you believe it. Praise like you believe it. Worship like you believe The world hasn't seen the best version of you yet. Do you understand that? Hey, Elijah, Elijah, the world has yet to see the best version of you. They are about to see a version of you they have never seen before. Oh, I don't know if you're getting this. Other people in your life have seen the broken version of you the hurt version of you, the wounded version of you, the victim version of you, the drama version of you, the broke version of you, the busted version of you. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I need you to tell your neighbor, ready or not, here I come. Get ready. Your family, your friends, your followers, your workers, and even your enemies are about to see the glorious version of you, the spirit-empowered version of you. If you believe it, shout like you're already there. If you receive that, raise your hands. If you really believe the world's about to see the best version of Elijah, if you really believe that, raise both hands. They haven't seen the you that walks like Jesus. Not just for a day. Not just after a conference or a service. They haven't seen the you that walks into Starbucks and begins to move under the anointing of God. And tells the barista, I don't know what happened, but I'm sorry. What happened yesterday at 2 o'clock? Aha. Uh -huh. The Lord says, I got you. The Lord says, I've been watching you from the moment you were born. They're about to see the prophetic version of you. Are you with me right now? They're not going to see the victim version of you. They're, gonna, they're not going to see the you that goes from problem to problem and broken relationship to broken relationship and heartbreak to broken. No, get ready. They're about to see the version of you that goes from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. We're done. If you got this word, raise your hand. 